Welcome to the Next Level Youth Podcast. Here you will find sermons and content from Next Level Youth. We meet every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. at the Palace of Praise Church. We hope this content challenges and encourages you in your walk of faith. Let's grow in Christ together. This is the first Wednesday that is officially summer for everybody. Yeah. It's summertime, baby. Who, who, like, who loathes summer? Who just can't stand summer? Anybody? Three people. Who loves summer? I want to see it. Who loves? Not the girl summer from Napoleon Dynamite, but who loves summer? <laughs> so here's the question. Here's the question I have for you. So it's here, right? Do we acknowledge summer is here? It has arrived. It's not upon us. It's not like coming down the pipe. It's here right now. So here's the question I have for you. For real, here's the question. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? That was a rhetorical question, but I appreciate your honesty. Uh, For some people, some people like you get to the end of summer and it's like, man, that drug on and that was boring And I think for some other people, like their summer, they just pack it so full that it's like this crazy whirlwind. For some people, I think it might be the most chill time of year, but for some other people, it might even be crazier than the rest of the year. But tonight, what I want to do, what I want to attempt to do is that I want to speak to you through God's Word No matter where you find yourself on the spectrum of summer being crazy or summer being chill or somewhere in between, I want to help you, at least attempt to help you recognize this season we call summer that you've been given. I want to help you learn and know how to take advantage of this time you've been given and make good use of this gift called summer. And I'm going to go ahead... And come right out swinging. I'm going to come out the gate swinging and say, I believe this. That summer, for you, in this season of life that you're in, I believe that summer should be a season of rest and a season of growth. Rest and growth. And you might think, that, that sounds the opposite. I'll, I'll try to explain a little bit. I won't spend long here, but I want to talk to you about rest for just a moment before we dig into like our main text for the night. Summer should be a season of rest for your mind. Rest for your mind. Who gets overwhelmed in the school year? You got tests, quizzes, books to read, essays to do, projects, group projects, like you know what I mean? Like that is the school year, right? So you've got a busy mind in the school year because you're constantly learning. And then a lot of you, on top of that, you're pulled. You're pulled by sports. You're pulled by clubs. You're pulled by hobbies, whatever it may be, band. You get pulled in a lot of directions. So you've got a busy mind. You constantly got things going on, right? And then for some of you, on top of that, 
not only are you involved in sports and extra things, not only are you trying to be a good student and learn well and get decent grades anyway, some of you also work on top of that. So for some of you, the school year is absolute chaos. For some of you, the school year is just pressure. It's pressure. It weighs on the mind. But if you are smart and you are wise, like I hope you are and will be at least, in the summertime, the beautiful thing is your mind has an opportunity to slow down. To slow down a little. To be less clouded and you have more of an opportunity to have a concentrated focus. Not to be focused on 14 different things, but perhaps to be focused on a couple of things. Hopefully the things that matter most. And here's the thing. This is what I do know. I know there's a lot of people on this spectrum of crazy chaotic summer to chill summer like bored out of your mind. But I just want to speak to you for a minute. If, if your summer is just chaotic and busy and you're just trying to fill it up because you don't want to sit idle, you don't want to be bored, I just want to encourage you. Don't do that. If it's in your power, if you have the ability, take control of your summer. Don't fill it up with junk. Don't fill it up with busyness. But embrace this season of rest that God has given you. Embrace it. Stop running from it. Our culture runs from idleness. It runs from boredom. And I think that a lot of us in this room, actually I know that most of us in this room, what do we do? We run from rest. We run from boredom. We run from idleness. We want our mind to be occupied constantly because we don't want to think about what's bothering us. We don't want to think about the things that really matter. We just want to get through life, get through boredom, and hopefully see tomorrow. That's what we do. I hope you're different, but that's what a lot of us do. I know that's what we do. Statistics scream it and our lives scream it. Why do you think so many people are so depressed and oppressed and upset? It's rest for your mind and it's rest for your soul. Rest for your mind and rest for your soul. Some of you I know just because of conversations that I've had with you. That some, like school... Um, almost just feels like a war zone to you. Like, it just feels like at every corner, down every hallway, every time you go to the bathroom, temptation, struggle, just everywhere. But in the summertime, it should be rest for your soul because you get to control what you consume more than you ever get to in the school year. You get to control who you're around you go to a class, you don't get to pick who's in that class, do you? But in the summer, you get to control more so at least who you're around. You get to control where you get to go, blah, 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 blah. It should be a season of rest. I hope you're tracking with me so far. This is the second thing, and this is where we hit home tonight. This is a season to be taken advantage of. And this is something I honestly learned when I was your age. Because not only was it a season of rest for me, was it a 
couple months span of, of rest for my mind and soul. But I specifically remember, I speak from experience and I speak from God's word, which we'll get into. Summer being a season of astronomical growth for me and my faith. Especially in high school. I remember, I mean, I was thinking about it, I was preparing this sermon. I just remember monumental, foundational times in God's word in the summertime and in God's presence. Not at church, not at church camp, in my room at 10.30 at night or later when everybody else was asleep. It's a season of rest, but I also believe it's a season that God is calling you to grow in your faith. And I want to spend the rest of tonight just focusing on this aspect, this idea, this title, whatever you want to call it. If you had to title this tonight, it would simply be this. Go deeper. Look at your neighbor and say, go deeper. Look at your other neighbor and say, go even deeper. Just making sure you're awake out there. Tonight, we're going to look at three different texts in the scripture that all come from different books of the Bible, different writers, different times, but they have many similarities, and I believe they all speak to this season of life that you're in right now, and hopefully you'll see what I mean by the end. We're going to read these, all three right now. We're going to start in Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Reading NLT, because Malachi is rubbing off on me. Oh, the joys. Don't get used to it. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never, never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Now we're going to the New Testament. Luke 6, 46-49. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I'll show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. Anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. A lot to take in, and it goes against my personality not to just get in one text and dissect it to the best of our ability, best of my ability. 
But tonight, I believe that these three passages are linked, that there's a lot of similarities, and there's a lot to learn when it comes to the subject of going deeper. Psalm 1, it says this, okay, just to refresh your memory. Those who delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night, are like, and then it goes on and compares them to a tree. It uses a metaphor of a tree next to a stream. Jeremiah 17 does a similar thing. Those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence are like, and then it compares them, compares those people to trees planted next to streams. Then in Luke 6, it's a little different, but with the same theme in mind. A person who comes to me and listens to my teaching and follows it is like, and then it compares us to someone building a house. Like I already said, we can cover so much tonight, but we're focusing on this idea, this topic, this thing that we find laid right in the middle of Jeremiah 17 and Luke 6, 48. Jeremiah 17, 8 says, reach deep. It's talking about the tree roots, that the roots reach deep. And then in Luke 6, 48, it says that the builder dug deep to build the foundation. And it took us a while to get here, but here's the big idea of tonight. This is what we'll talk about the rest of the time. Here's the big idea, if I had to wrap it up in a sentence or two. Summer is a season where your roots need to grow deeper and your foundations need to be dug deeper. We need to go deeper. And how do we do that? How do we go deeper? I could spend more time on why we need to, but that'll be revealed as we get into this. How do we do that? Well, we find out how to do that right here in these texts. It tells us how to go deeper. In Psalms 1, it says this, to go deeper, delight in His Word. Delight in the word of the Lord, to love it, to love obeying it. Now, here's the thing. When some of you think about this book, you see dread, confusion, because you don't get it, dread because you don't like to read, confusion because you've tried to read it and you don't get it. I hope you don't feel that way, but I know that some of you do. I know because I've talked to you. I know because I've heard. I know from experience. If you will let God, if you will open up yourself, if you will open this book, I heard someone say this, and I know it to be true. I know it to be true. If you will just read it, and we'll talk about a little bit more how to read it here in a minute, but if you'll just read it, you will fall in love with it. And some of you have experienced that very thing. You heard just a couple months ago in this room, Bentley Bridge, Bridgewater, get up and tell you how the Word of God, reading the book of Romans, and then so on. Keeps, he just kept going, but it changed his life. That he does not live without this book anymore. That used to, it was a thing of dread for him, but now he's in love with it and it speaks to him and it changes things. And he talked to you about that a couple weeks ago. You heard a student, Malachi Kernut, preaching last week, who said God came down 
at midnight and visited him and spoke to him and that these scriptures just started to just flow to him and God started to speak to him through his word. And you might say, Zach, I'm not you, I'm not Malachi, I'm not Bentley. I want to let you know that God will do that very same thing in and through you. That he will not hide himself from you. That he does not have favorites. He doesn't just speak to me about the Bible because I'm a pastor. Like if you guys would go on my phone right now. The Word of God, I have never loved it more. I'm 32. I've been in church all my life. I've never loved it more than I love it right now. And you can just see note after note of God speaking to me through His Word. Random things. Things I'm not even, it's not about preaching a sermon. It's about growing in my faith and growing in my love and understanding of the good news and of God's Word. And when you fall in love with it, and when you understand its power, and you understand how foundational it is, and you understand it's really not optional. If you want to follow Jesus and not read His Word, I'm just going to let you know you're not doing it right. And I understand Christ is what saved you. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying if you're not reading His Word, you're not following Him well. I promise you, you're not. And if you're only listening to me, and you're only listening to Douglas Bubble Trousers or whoever you see on the internet, like that's not enough. God wants to speak to you through His Word for yourself. You don't need little Jimmy and Stephen Furtich to tell you what the Bible says. Okay? You just don't need that. God will speak to you yourself. Anyway, once you fall in love with His Word, you'll never know what you did without it. And you'll never want to live without it again. Did you hear what I said? It bears repeating. Once you fall in love with His Word... You'll never know what you did without it, and you'll never want to live without it again. Psalm 1. Those who delight in His Word and meditate on it day and night. We're not talking about mm, meditation. If you do that, you're weird. Just kidding. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you are. I don't know. Anyway. What does that mean? This is, I think, I think some of you keep saying some because I can't speak for you. You ever just read the Bible and you like, okay, I finished that. Like I did the plan. Check. Or I read the, pe- I read the chapter. Check. And then like, okay, on to the next one. On to the next thing. You ever done that? Three of you? Praise God. Three, at least three of you read your Bible. That's great. So for all of us that will be honest, that's what we do. But it's not enough just to glance When it says meditate, it's talking about more than that. It's talking about reading the Bible carefully, studying it, studying it, reading it intensely. With purpose and intentionality. When it's a big deal to you, when you care about getting quiet, you care about the way you enter into this book, where you enter it with praise and prayer. And you end with prayer and you just have this word when it speaks to you, it just stays on your mind and it just repeats over and over and over again. I'll just tell you an example of something that God showed me a couple weeks ago. God spoke to me a while back and he said, as a follower of Christ, there's no table, he told me this, there's no table that you don't belong at. And what that meant to me is like, no matter who it is, where you're at, there's no place you don't belong to be sitting at a table. And let me explain myself. You, then the other day I was reading in Luke, right? I'm in the middle of Luke right now. That's where I'm at. 
And it says Jesus, you often you see him. He's reclined, he reclined with sinners and he reclined with the Pharisees. Two completely total opposite people. And I was like, there it is right there. Why haven't I put that together? God, you spoke to me, that to me months ago. And now I see it in your word that there's no table that you don't want, that I don't belong at. And if you don't get that, it means that no matter where I'm at, no matter how high class or how poor or lost people are, I can sit at any table and belong there because Christ will sit at any table. That's the point. I tell you this to say that when you fall in love with God's word and you, you let it speak to you, it, 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 it sets here in your mind. And after it sets here in your mind, eventually what God wants to do with his word is he wants it to come down and dwell in your heart. Too often we just let God's word sit here. We can even memorize verses. We can memorize passages and it just sits here. But God wants it to do more than that. He wants it to come down and reside in your heart. <clears throat> we meditate on His Word because God wants it to go deeper than just in our mind. He wants it to go into our heart. And meditating on His Word propels His Word from our heads to our hearts. And when His Word is in our heart, hear me out. When God's Word is in our heart... It keeps us from sin, and it guides us in the paths, the path, excuse me, of righteousness. This text, these passages we read speak to this. We'll talk about it in a second, but Proverbs 4, 20 through 23, this is what it says. My child, pay attention. Pay attention! If you don't have a job, you can't afford to pay attention. <laughs> pay attention to what I say. Better listen. Them. Let them penetrate deep in your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Listen to my words carefully. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep in your heart, for they bring life to those who find them. Psalms 119, 11 through 16. In the ESV, I have stored up your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all the riches. In all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. When we meditate on God's word, it propels us from propels it from our head. To our heart, and when it's in our heart, it keeps us from sin and guides us in righteousness and in the ways of everlasting life. Our central text said the same thing that those who meditate on God's word, it keeps them from sin and leads them in righteousness. And when we do that, when we meditate on God's word, when we delight in his ways, when we delight in his statutes, what happens? What are we like? This is what we're like. This is what the text tells us. Our three central texts, Jeremiah 17, 8 says, We are like trees planted along the riverbanks with roots that reach deep. Luke 6, it is like a person building a house who digs deep. Summertime is a time to go. 
deeper, to reach deeper, to dig deeper. And God's word is the propellant to take us deeper. Some of y'all are just waiting on church camp for God to speak to you and to bless you and to set you straight. You're just waiting on a friend to come and set you straight. You're just waiting on a youth pastor. You're waiting on your parent to catch you red-handed and set you straight. But God says, if you'll just get in my word and let me speak to you, it will change you. It will transform you. Because when you sit down with God's word, it's not some dead text that has no meaning and no purpose. It's alive and it's active and it is ready to speak into your life and it's ready to change and transform you. I assure you, when you come before the almighty God and you open his word, he wants and he will speak to you. You don't need anybody to do that for you. You don't have to wait for a service or the right atmosphere or whatever. Let God's word propel you deeper in relationship with him. That you can, might have deeper conversations with God. That you might have deeper convictions, deeper purpose, and deeper guidance in your life. I wish I could spend more time there, but I can't. Tonight, I implore you once again, take advantage of the season of rest to grow deeper roots and to ensure that the foundation of your life is laid deep because this season won't last and this season will be up quickly. To close the night, I won't spend much time here. Almost done. Why do we need to go deeper? Why is, are these words deeper? Why does it say whose tree roots Reach deep. Why does it say that the man dug deep to find the bedrock, to find the rock for his foundation? Why does it say that? Why do we need to go deeper now? We find that in these passages. We need to go deeper now because it won't always be this way. Psalm 1. Seasons change. Jeremiah 17, heat is coming, drought is coming, tough times are coming, pressure is coming. Luke 6, storms are coming, testing is coming, it's going to get hard. We need to go deeper now, we need to take advantage of now, because this season of rest and opportunity to grow drastically won't last. Number two, you need to go deeper because God is calling you. To go deeper. Why do you need to go deeper? Please be quiet. Why do you need to go deeper? Why do tree roots grow deeper? Anybody know? To get more nutrients? Yes, but that's not what I'm looking for. You're not wrong. That's okay. Tree roots go deeper, and what happens? Trees can grow taller, they can grow wider. They can bear more weight. They can bear more fruit. They can have more influence. They can make a bigger difference. They can endure harsher conditions. It's no mistake that this is here. God wants your roots to go deeper because he wants all those things for you. And the deeper your foundation goes, the more weight it can support and the harsher storms your life and your faith can withstand.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Thank you for tuning in. God bless.